Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, niggas and friends, welcome back yet again to another episode of Corin Reed, <laughs> the Rona Files. Oh, I love that. Corin Reed. That's great. We should just start calling it that. I mean, because this is never going to end. This is actually the end of the world. Um, I mean, you're probably not so. wrong. We're, we're definitely never going back to the studio. So, so that's that. Oh well. <laughs> um, but anyways, welcome back. Guys, listening, gals, folks. Mm-hmm. This week in Black Excellence, we're giving it to... I realized I had a bottle in front of my mouth and that was probably going to do things to the um, <laughs> audio. It probably was. All righty. Um, so this week's Black Excellence is going to two Atlanta restaurants that some of y'all may know of. Maybe even some of y'all not from Atlanta. Have you ever heard of Slutty Vegan mm-hmm. and or Big Dave's Cheesesteaks? So, Pinky of Slutty Vegan. Hey, Pinky! Hey, girl! Pinky and Derek Hayes, owners of Slutty Vegan and Big Dave's Cheesesteaks, actually linked up to do something uh, amazing and impactful for Rayshard Brooks's family. Um, they reached out to Timika Miller, uh, his widow, and hit her with a couple of blessings the Atlanta way, the mm-hmm. ATL way. Yes. And this includes a life insurance policies for her and her kids, a new car to help the family get around and things like that, and scholarships for all four of the kids to attend Clark Atlanta. Beautiful. So I thought this was really sweet because I know that like these aren't people that are... I constantly hear about them, especially Pinky being involved in stuff like this. Yeah, Pinky stay with her pocketbook open. So that's pretty awesome. And it's also not surprising to read on Because of Them We Can that she says, we didn't want to talk about what she's dealing with, she being Ms. Miller. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to show her we got your back and we're going to support you. And if you need us, you can call on us in your brand new car. Oh, I love that. I put put the brand brand new car part on there. I don't want (laughs) to confuse anybody. Fool. Anyways, um, shout out to them and their businesses and their kindness and things of that nature. I never standing up. Yeah, I never heard of Big Dave, so I might have to check them out if I'm ever legally allowed to go back to Atlanta again. I haven't had it, but I've definitely heard numerous things about Big Dave's before. So yeah, shout out to them. 
Um, okay, so let's keep things going as usual this week with our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Sperms of Endearment. <laughs> let's start with... <laughs> oh, I'm disgusted. Last night was the... Twin... Twentieth. Yep, it was the twentieth. Twentieth <laughs> BT Awards <laughs> in America. Um, Corona style. So this week, this month, this month, this week, this month, this days. All right, let me reboot. It's <clears throat> all the same. Hey, y'all! This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. And I'm back. So, this year's BET Awards uh, was hosted by Mandy Seals and obviously was quite different since niggas can't go nowhere. Right. So, um, I was actually... Did you watch any of it? Um, I watched most of it, I believe. And it wasn't that bad, actually. I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. how much I enjoyed it. And I think it's mostly because... So much of it had to be pre-produced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like almost all of it, if not all of it. (laughs) Yeah, if not all of it. Right, exactly. So a lot of the stuff that we got was like, 
it just I felt like it had more intent or effort in it. Yeah, or it was well done, or just not the fact that they didn't have to be confided to you know the stage of a theater or mm-hmm. whatever, and they could do multiple angles or effects or whatever. It just felt like most of the performances felt like a music video yep. or you know just something a little bit more stylized than they might have been able to do uh, normally. And sure, some of them did look like you know when UPN shows had a special musical guest, but at the same time, I felt like that was also charming mm. um, as a thirty-plus-year-old. Um, but most of it, I just felt like was really cool. And, and actually I wouldn't mind if they just did their award shows like this for the rest. Honestly, more award shows could probably just do shit like this. I know a lot of performers over the years have been doing more pre-produced, um, performances that Mm -hmm. they just stream during the show or whatever. But this was like really fun to see what different people came up with and stuff. I liked, um, Megan's performance, obviously. Oh my that Mad- god, that was incredible. <laughs> Mad Max inspired or Mad Megan inspired performance that she gave. Um, I'm not crazy about that new song though. Uh, what new song? The like the the Easy E is it Easy E sample? She has like a brand new song. Oh, okay, I think it's called Girls in the Hood. Oh, Girls in the Hood. I don't actually think I've heard that one yet. I'm not crazy about it. Okay, it's not like. The worst, but yeah, it didn't. I don't feel like it has moved me anywhere yet. Yeah, no. Um, when she switched over to that Savage remix, though, and she got on whatever that contraption was with the rest of them girls, I about lost my mind. I really did. Yeah. It was great. That was pretty cute. Um, also, shout out to her for, you know, having a little couple of choreographed moments. I see you keeping up with a, mm-hmm. you know, 2468. That's nice. <laughs> um... Who else did I see? I saw I loved <laughs> Alicia Keys oh. and her multiplying pianos. You know <laughs> that when that piano burst into like 15 clones surrounding her, <laughs> I was in orbit. Like, I don't know what it is about her pianos to me and I don't even know that I can like verbalize why I find it so funny. I just feel like she's just had so many different pianos that she's played in front of and they're Mm -hmm. always incorporated into her visuals because she's usually playing the piano and so I don't know why it's so funny to me mostly because I'm stupid I guess but it was just like her playing and singing this really you know like really powerful rising song or whatever and the next thing I knew there was like pianos everywhere and I just burst into tears and felt really stupid about it afterwards but anyways no, it makes that sense. That was cute. It was an emotional moment. I actually liked most of the performances. The only one I really didn't like was the baby. Oh, that was the one you didn't see it. Well, that was, I mean, it was really the opening and the whole recreating George Floyd's death where I was just like, okay, I actually do not need this at all. Like, I don't need oh. this at all, my nigga. But I'll yeah. be honest with you. I've, I, I scrubbed through most of that baby. I mean, that's rich performance. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, that Roddy Rich kid is fun and I want him to win, but I could have really done without baby on the fucking concrete with somebody's knee on his damn neck. Like I really could have done without that. But Chloe and Hallie absolutely killed it. I fucking yeah. love that song. I love that they chose to do that song because it's so good. And the two, the way they had them like battling each other, basically in these two different outfits. Ugh. Oh, very lose my breath. 
Yes, shout out to the tennis court. That tennis court is Time's person of the year. It is putting in some fucking work. Well, Carly and Hallie could honestly just sit on a stool and sing, and I would be way past content. Like, they're just, they're fun. Um, Who's, oh, Summer Walker and and Usher. Oh, I missed that. Let me tell you something. Usher Raymond, let me say, let me, let me, let me just remind y'all that I do sing a little bit, you know? I occasionally open my mouth and sing. That's something that I do. Um, Summer Walker is like a mystery to me. I feel like she like loves music and hates us. Yeah. Oh no, that's not a mystery. That's absolutely true. Like I've, <laughs> she, I Summer Walker, I think is the type who's like, yeah, I love to sing, but the whole industry and what's expected out of me, y'all can keep all of that. So yeah, like I don't want to sing for y'all, right? Like, I just <laughs> I want to go back to singing in the living, bathroom, right? <laughs> but mm, I could, you know, if I didn't have to ever see or speak to y'all, though. <laughs> And I feel like that's why I like her. Like, she'd be singing her own songs like she hates them. <laughs> she'd be like, she'd like, for the whole time I was sitting there watching her with this, like, very 2002 hairstyle that she had. And she was just singing, like, <sighs> girl, I hope that they validate Parkin. And I'm so <laughs> Like it was so endearing for uh, me. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I could, I could see how y'all might you know, relate over not really wanting to be around people or having to interact. As someone who, you know, shows up to work and and very usually would rather not, I'm not... Yeah, no, I get it. I miss, I'm not upset about this. I missed that one, though. I'm going to have to go back and watch it um, later. It was, it, was, it was cute. I like you know, that like song. I said, a lot of the... A lot of the children were giving you, like, a very quick set couple of little pieces in front of a backdrop, maybe a projector, and go. And I enjoyed that. You know, it definitely felt like when, I don't know, like Jodeci might be on half and half or something like that. <laughs> you know, like, or the intro to half yeah. and half. So, <laughs> like, that's kind of what it was. But yes, the song is very cute. And like, Usher was like, my microphone is on. It's working. Yeah. Right like, just so just, you guys just know. Just do a little something. Just so not, y'all know. Nothing much. The rest of these songs are lip syncing. I am not. Uh, Michelle Obama is still the first lady. I don't mm-hmm. really remember too much of it. But yeah, I thought it was really fun. And I thought it was cute. And like, I was actually surprised by how much I enjoyed it versus... Any normal award show on normal times or whatever. Yeah, I don't know that that format needed a host necessarily. I didn't think that that really flowed together all that well. But I guess you have to have somebody connecting the dots and like, you know, going from one musician to the next. But they honestly, I mean, I guess they pulled it off a lot better than I thought they would. I thought this was going to be niggas, you know, FaceTiming from home with their living rooms in the background. And it was a lot better than that. I mean, there is also so much that could go wrong when you're doing live stuff and so much that right. does go wrong. You know, sound <laughs> yeah. issues, anybody could fall on stage, like anything, you know? So just having something that you're more confident will probably be edited and cut and shot in a way that's more like seamless and flawless than, than yeah. normal. I was just like, oh, I'm totally in the mood for this. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is working just fine for me. I did kind of so, miss a little bit of the live aspect. Like it's just like for me it was just a little something was missing. 
just I guess the magic of a live production or maybe not even live but just filmed in front of a live audience maybe that's it but overall yeah I really enjoyed it BT can keep doing that for me it was probably like the antics of the live situation you know like I've said before that I'm all for cutting to celebrities in the crowd making shady faces when something happens yes or usually it is Rihanna somebody drunk and saying something stupid yep so that stuff is usually fun and was missed or whatever but again for this one time I was just so focused on the fact that I enjoyed a lot of the offerings and and for a I guess not remote, but, you know, for the Corona special, (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, this is not, I'm not mad at this at all. Jennifer Hudson gave us that uh, Aretha trailer. What a look. Ugh, what a song. What a voice. Her hair looked, that was the first thing I said when I saw Jennifer. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to like eat this hair. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks like breakfast. It's just so pretty. Okay. Um, And I'm excited to see that fucking movie. Uh, yeah, I, I won't be seeing that other one. I don't know why we have two Aretha movies coming out any day. I'm sorry. What? There's another <laughs> one. <laughs> there is another Aretha movie coming Excuse out. Excuse Yes. <laughs> With uh, Cynthia Erivo. <laughs> what? Yes. Why? We don't know. But <laughs> I haven't even heard anything of this. Oh, uh, yeah. Why is. are they doing two at the same That's time? That's a really good question. I don't know. <laughs> I cannot answer that question. So wait, Cynthia Rivo's playing Aretha? Uh-huh. That is happening. And I mean, let me not take away from her voice, because her voice is fucking astounding. But oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just, just don't understand. Don't, yeah. I this is not, <laughs> this is not making sense to me. Because I've heard about Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin for years. Right? Like, it's actually almost gobsmacking that the trailer is out and the movie's actually finally fucking happening. Because they've talked about Jennifer Hudson playing her for ages at this point. So the fact that I'm just now randomly on this podcast hearing about another yeah. movie is, like, <laughs> shocking to me. I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, I don't know who's making it. I don't know, like when it started going into development or whatever but yeah we got two aretha movies coming out well if you're a stan girl yeah right (laughs) hashtag content for your ass gonna be plenty of it um speaking of content this july 31st disney plus by way of blue sir and rumi will be premiering a visual album Mm-hmm. Titled Black is King. Yes, sir. A film by Beyonce. Beyonce Knowles. Um, <laughs> Female pop vocalist. So, I just did it. I didn't ask many questions when I saw the like little teaser for yeah. it. I just allowed my spinal cord to shudder and just <laughs> accepted <laughs> that a blessing was coming my way. Um, I wasn't sure because at this point, you know, if you've, if you're even like a relatively new Beyonce fan, you have to just, you have to be accustomed Mm -hmm. to, you know, your edges being peeled off at any moment, usually at like 11 PM. I don't know what, (laughs) like, I guess maybe, and then here she go. (laughs) 
Because I guess in LA, 11 here is like eight. So maybe she be like, the kids are just getting She put the twins down, yeah. (laughs) Right, and she's like, let me fuck the world up. I don't know. Because Black Parade came out. I looked at my fucking cock and it was like 11.20. I said, the nerve (laughs) of this woman. Like, madam. (laughs) Like, excuse you, what? It's the middle of the night. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I don't know why she continues to play with us like that, but it don't matter. She can do whatever she wants to. Either way, this Black is King visual album is supposed to be uh, based on surrounding music from the Lion King, the gift album, soundtrack, Lion King inspired project that she released last year. Yep. Um, According to a Parkwood release... It says, the visual album from Beyonce reimagines the lessons of the Lion King for today's young kings and queens in search of their own crowns. These timeless lessons are revealed and reflected through Black voices of today, now sitting in their own power. Black is King is an affirmation of a grand purpose with lush visuals and that's lush visuals that celebrate Black resilience and culture. The film highlights the beauty of tradition and Black excellence. So it sounds like this is going to be a film that features songs from The Gift, uh, appearances from artists that were on there. It says also there will be special appearances. So, you know, maybe the twins are going to oh, do yeah. their fashion line or something. <laughs> something like that. something um, that'll blow your mind. Um, and I'm assuming there's probably also going to be a Black Parade visual, which would explain um a bit more as to how she decided to just decapitate us with that release Mm -hmm. um yeah that trailer fucked me up i fucking loved it i was immediately excited like it's just gorgeous i don't i mean she did you see her instagram post where she wrote that long ass caption and i was like wait a minute this is like yes (laughs) more than all the words she gave us all of last year (laughs) And she acknowledged that first, like, I know you bitches ain't used to me <laughs> posting these many words, if at all posting words. Yes, I'm actually going to speak to you this time. Right. And so, you know, reading through it, I was just like even more excited to see it. I'm glad that it's coming out on um, such a huge ass platform. Like, I don't think it gets much bigger worldwide than Disney Plus. So I think she has like a new Disney deal, too. You know, I wouldn't be surprised be if it was all tied into the the Lion King thing. But yeah, I was I'm excited to see what she does. I know people are like ready to pounce or drag or be mad for whatever reason. And I just didn't see nothing in the trailer that pissed me off. So I'm going to wait and see what my queen has put together because I am consistently blown away by her ass. I just saw like a shot of like some meteors containing um excellent black people like mm-hmm. just streaming down onto the planet's surface meteors just striking the earth behind beyonce and stuff like that and that's what got me i was like honey give me a little sci-fi tinge because you know what beyonce yeah. i'll take it like, <laughs> i want to see this young king be guided by his ancestors i need some ancestral guidance my own damn self so listen give me all of that hear my wine <laughs> Please, y'all see me down here struggling. Just appreciate it. So, yeah. Speaking of Beyonce, the stands kind of got into formation around a Britney Spears post. What? 
Brittany posted a oh, photo Brittany. on her Instagram. Oh, it says, to all my fans who call me Queen B, I believe this would be more accurate. And it's literally a picture of like, it's a picture some artist made of a golden bee with a little golden crown on it. And she put a little, two little golden bee emojis behind it. So then this started this whole fucking oh, conversation Lord. about the Queen Bee and who is more deserving of the title between Beyonce, Britney Spears, and Lil' Kim. <laughs> and I'm just like, I looked at this conversation and I said to myself, I probably would have been like passionately involved in this mm-hmm. 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Oh my God, the fact that we both said 10. <laughs> Like a decade ago, I probably would have been on the front lines. I would have for my swarmed, bitch. bitch! How dare you? <laughs> but I mean, I, I just looked at this and was like, "Wow!" And you know, also, you know, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I probably would have been, you know, just typing very, very fast and very angrily at Miss Spears a decade or so ago. But there's bigger shit going on in the world. And Britney has a very long career as well. Plenty of fans and worldwide notoriety and all that. So, you know, fine, girl, I guess. And unlike the Little Kim argument, no shade, Britney's name starts with a B. So, like, fine. Yeah, there is also that. (laughs) And, like, I've never had an issue with the Little Kim Queen B thing. I've never understood why there needed to be, like, a divide or any sort of angst between her and Beyonce over the title, especially since none of them are actual royalty. Right. nickname we gave y'all because you're awesome so like i don't see the big deal but yeah definitely in this it was like if it were many other people i would have called shade but britney spears later posted a a video where she's dancing like a four-year-old that was a caterpillar in another life and i was just like oh bless her heart she's so cute like she doesn't mean no harm britney's just having a good time and talking to people that love her like you know, I get really, off yeah, I really don't think she is, you know, trying to be malicious in any way. And it's true that her fans do call her Queen B. So, you know, it just is what it is. I'll never forget when she danced to uh, Brown Skin by Indiari. <laughs> just every time you say Britney Spears, every time her name comes up, that's what I think about. What the fuck did you just say to me? You didn't see that video of Britney Spears dancing to Brown Skin <laughs> with her man. <laughs> Talking about I can't Brit- tell where yours begins. <laughs> I'm Googling. <laughs> Nigga, when I tell you I fucking screamed, that is high quality content. Yes, find it. <laughs> Britney Spears and boyfriend Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his last name. Dancing with her shirtless boyfriend to steam up your screen. <laughs> Some days you just got to dance. This was a couple of years oh ago. Gosh. Wow. Brittany, tell me you deleted this tweet. She did tell not. Me you she tweet. did not. She sure did. Yeah, I was gonna say you need the link because I found it. No. Nope, <laughs> Damn, her man is fine. Why are they dancing so fast? He is fine. <laughs> Go off, Brittany. Well, hold on, Brittany. Start it over, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> How can you not love it? <laughs> I'll dance to whatever the fuck this nigga want to dance to. First of all, let's just like <laughs> Brittany. I'm not even okay. Upset. That's valid. 
further why was she dancing like Waldo and Family Matters like it wasn't called you know, for all that. Brittany just lets the vibe <laughs> take over and she just does whatever she does. is moving her okay she don't give a fuck about she all does. that extra the knees went out and she stopped giving a shit so let her move however the you beat moves her <laughs> but that shit it's just something so funny about white people dancing to a song that says I can't tell where your brown skin ends and mine begins <laughs> like oh cause it doesn't right doesn't begin like, neither one of y'all are brown but okay i mean whatever. sure sure um what else is going on Kanye west has a gap deal no thanks 10 year deal starting right now mm. or next month around now 10 years yeezy gap Coming at you live and direct, bitch. No, man. Um, this is a deal that is planning to create modern, elevated basics for men, women, and kids at accessible price points. Now, see, this is why this last point right here, these last three words, accessible price points, mm-hmm. that's what I know of the gap. Because the gap... Correct. You know, I asked myself the other day, how many niggas be in the gap? But then I was like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? I used to be in the gap all the time in college because you could get a pair of pants for like $4. So... Mm. Not sure what Yeezy Gap is going to be giving, but if that new shoe that I saw today oh, is, an, is any indication... Of what to expect. No. I was going to say, do you love it? <laughs> this shoe? <laughs> Look up. Oh, what God. do they call them? Yeezy Gap Yeezy Foam. I don't know if it's a Gap shoe. Okay. Yeezy Foam something. This shoe the foam looks posits? like... No. The Foam foams, Runners. Foam Runners. Okay. They look I know like you what, are fucking lying to me. <laughs> it's like what a mermaid might blow into when it's trying to call its troops into battle or. I know you are fucking lying. That looks like a cyst. Well, that is a tumor. What is that? Maybe something to make breakfast. No, that looks like a growth. <laughs> I don't even know what. And I bet niggas are paying for that too. Somebody spent something... $400 on these. <laughs> Maybe something you'd find in the Great Barrier Reef. Holy sh- Yes, it looks like coral. And did you see these pumps? Is this a real shoe? I didn't see no pumps. Nigga, I don't want to see no pumps. Google Yeezy transparent pumps. <laughs> or maybe even just Yeezy pumps. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I put in <laughs> Yeezy transparent, and the first thing that came up was Yeezy transparent mules. <laughs> and this is where we can stop. Okay. Because <laughs> the last thing that I want to see... Ugly. Okay, this is not good. I'm gonna tell you the truth. If what I'm looking at is what you were just looking at, I don't hate this as much as I hate. Oh, I didn't see a mule. I did not see the mule. I just saw the pump. I'm looking at these transparent pumps. This looks like something that his wife would wear. Right. To like that's exactly right. That's exactly Um, right. (laughs) But those runners, they're awful. Looked like somebody set fire to a muppet, and that was what was underneath all of it. This, like all the felt. this nigga made a pump with a with a plastic wedge heel. What the fuck am I looking at? See, you know, Live on Sundays. I I applaud Northwest for brokering the deal. I'm sure she handles Kanye and Kim same way Blue handles her parents. So you know, yeah, hats absolutely. off to that young lady. But <laughs> somebody's got her. I 
won't be going to the first of all where is the gap even at anymore because it was only ever in the mall what, right like, i don't think i've i maybe seen two freestanding gaps in my life i'm sure there's a gap in times square but i couldn't tell you where there might be another one gap stores I'm just like I'm willing to bet a sizable amount of money that there's a gap in t- Times Square somewhere. Oh, probably, but there's a every damn thing in Times Square. Oh, except they are closing that McDonald's. Do you know that big ass McDonald's? <laughs> Bye, girl. Good riddance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Consider the deuce chucked. Goodbye. With your fifteen dollar plastic value meals, girl. Do you know in Oklahoma this same food is six dollars and fifteen cents, and y'all talking about thirteen dollars? Uh uh-uh. uh. They threw three four dollars <laughs> on top of meals in Harlem that were not supposed to be okay. as expensive no, as they ma'am. were. I used to remember buying nuggets in college at the McDonald's right by me in Miami, and came up here. They talk about eleven, twelve. Thirteen dollars no, for girl. some nuggets. No, get the fuck out of my face. Okay, I was wrong. There's a lot of gaps. I guess I just don't never see them. But yeah, I don't think I see them either. But I'm sure there's one in Times Square. There's probably one in downtown Brooklyn, and there's probably also another one somewhere up the Upper West Side. Yeah, there's pri- quite a few actually scattered around the city. But you know, whatever. I'm sure niggas will be shopping online mainly anyway. And if it's the same ugly Yeezy shit, but three hundred dollars cheaper, then y'all probably gonna buy it. So I'm ready to admit that something is decent or cute if I think it is. I feel like a lot of his stuff be like, I'm going to do something real different. <laughs> or like, I'm going to really fuck up this fucking shape. I'm going to make this <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, mean, I probably. don't know. Yeah, that's probably his thought process. But I'm just completely unimpressed with Kanye West. And I just won't be supporting anything he produces. Sorry. T.I. will be a professor at Clark Atlanta University. Oh, no. Coming this fall. Get a refund. Get a refund on your tuition because the devil is a whole ass liar. Professor Tip Harris will be reporting for duty at Clark Atlanta to teach business I'm, of trap music oh christ jesus oh i almost had a heart attack <laughs> i thought you were gonna say business management or something gonna be like, wait a fucking minute <laughs> business of trap management shut up yes. no it's not he will be working alongside dr melva k williams who actually <laughs> looks like she knows i mean words, yeah her name is she's doctor like, <laughs> <laughs> that's an indicator <laughs> Okay, so he's not okay. So this is like how you know elementary school teachers be having that grown helper in the room. This is this. Yeah, he the helper. He not teaching shit. You're not gonna lie to me. Um. Hmm. It says a billboard. <laughs> it refers to a business of trap music as an innovative undergraduate course that will mesh the history of trap music with the economics behind its meteoric rise to becoming a staple in 21st century hip hop. Um, it also says here that the textbooks will actually just be the liner notes from Thug Motivation All as right. well as Full Blooded Niggas you're, by Ghetto Mafia. You're, you're out of here. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm a lot less uh, alarmed at this now that I know a real professor is actually teaching the class and T.I. will just be there to probably, you know, provide anecdotes and misuse well, big the f- words. The flyer says Tip Harris plus 
Dr. Melva Williams. So this is a joint effort, okay? Mm. They're partners mm. <laughs> in the ways of business of trash. Mm. I'm expecting, you know, like day one, quarter big, half a brick, whole brick, capital. Hey, nigga. <laughs> quarter pound, half a pound, whole pound. Okay, let's talk investment. Like, that's probably how they're going to open the lesson. Why is there maybe a like flyer a, for a class, though? I've never seen a, a club flyer made for a course that will be taught at a university. And I was going to say, Onyx has definitely used this graphic designer. <laughs> okay. This is the <laughs> like, same damn template. <laughs> Somebody at Magic City and Gladys Knight has used this yes, graphic Yes, I have seen before. this splash paint before somewhere. You hoes are not going to fool me. I hear they're also going to have like a chemistry-inspired uh, lean mixology course. Oh, fun. Where you figure out how to make Dirty Sprite the best way, as well as how much to let a brick go for in your particular trip. Ooh, okay. Well... <laughs> You know, uh, if you're going to do this, then T.I. is probably as good a choice as as any. But, <laughs> you know, as much as I think this is a bit ridiculous, I'm sure this class is already full if they've opened oh, up yeah. the role. I'm sure it already <laughs> is full. So, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Niggas Absolutely. can't wait for that. I mean, if I was at school anywhere and they had a business of trap music fucking course, I'm absolutely going to fucking apply for it. Are you kidding me? A, that's like an easy pass. What B. Is, okay, that's what I'm thinking. What is the test like for this? You got to write out lyrics. Exactly. You got to calculate exactly. the cost of the weight. Speak about why 8-Ball and MJG <laughs> mean so much to the culture. Correctly identify um, an 8-Ball. I just, you know, I definitely agree that it's probably going to be a full class and it's probably also going to be like some dope shit to take away from it. <laughs> probably by way of the actual PhD. Um, and then you can also say that Clifford Harris was yeah. your teacher or whatever. But you could say cool. that. Yeah, I mean, Q you know? for, I'm sure the young people will love it. This is not for me no damn way, but yeah, still accept, uh, expecting Dr. Williams to do most of the heavy lifting here. It's better than when, like, some white teacher who had a childhood friend named Jerome decides that they want to do this kind of course. Oh, God, no. That's when they come in and do, like, black outreach. You're like, oh, no, (laughs) leave me alone, sis. Take this right back. (laughs) I will actually rather turn in my homework to (laughs) T.I. As scary of a thought as that is. (laughs) I actually take it back. And what if if in-person classes are canceled? Is T.I. really going to get up? Two or three times. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, I guess. But you're going to Zoom like every a, day with them kids. Right. That's what I was going to say. Probably just like a masterclass.com style thing where you just got to Dropbox the right. uh, the lesson for the day. The yeah. Curriculum. Something like that. You're going to log on to Blackboard and get it done. Well, you know, good good luck and good grades. As long as he involved. don't have to talk about women's body parts, then he should be all right. And I just don't see why we would need to, <laughs> you know, you know? It, I don't see why we needed to know about his daughter's fucking hymen in the first place. But <laughs> they're like, they're apparently, um, I guess they're either in that part of the, the what's that show called that he's on? The Family Hustle? Hustle? Yeah. Family and Friends Hustle, I guess now. Oh, okay. They're, I think, currently covering 
the the Deja incident on that show because I saw some clips of it and I just like felt bad for that girl all over again yeah. because it was like watching her in the situation like you could tell that she was real fucked up by it but also really used to those dynamics yeah. and her family just being like that's how he is and she just yeah and being like you know he is a good dad but and I'm like damn so you still feel this need to like apologize for him or make it not seem that bad but like also you're it's very clear that your feelings are hurt and you're super embarrassed which is exactly how I thought she felt so I saw them same clips and I was like Deja my heart continues to go out to you girl because the way this nigga had no problem spreading your vaginal business all over the internet is just I would be mortified so I get it girl um Last but not least. You and this vape pen, your whole face disappeared. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> See, I don't be snitching on you. I don't tell nobody. <laughs> yes, you no do. Business. When I drank all the rest of that wine, you was like, it's nothing left. You, there is nothing left in that cup. What are you talking about? When was that? <laughs> I mean, I drink a wine a lot on this show, but <laughs> you tell. <laughs> I feel like you just made that up. <laughs> okay. Um... So Meek Mill and Trey Songs were going at it over supporting the community and making donations. Oh my god, I did see that. What the fuck? Are they still arguing? No, not anymore. Okay. This is the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> so um Trey Songs was participating in this feed your city challenge that he i guess he he said he was put on to this challenge by Pusha T and who else Pusha T Ricky Davis Tony Draper so he was in Philadelphia apparently and he posted a photo of them out in the streets giving back and said in the caption, I challenge my boy Meat Mill to the hashtag Feed Your City Challenge. Bull a young god in Philly. Let's go. Alrighty. What does that what does bull mean? I'm old. I mean, it means so many things. Okay. And I don't know what it means in this context. <laughs> okay. I'm either old as well or I haven't spoken to trade in a minute. Oh, okay. Either way. Yep. Bull young god in Philly, let's go. Um I guess later Meat Mill had posted some photo and Trey Songs jumped in the comments and said, Take some of them bands and accept the Feed Your City Challenge. Oh, so this was a picture of of me calling a stack of money. Yes, I did see that. And I thought, why would you post that at a time when most people are like desperately trying to pay their rent and utilities? You know, but economic destruction. Niggas really don't think shit through. <laughs> why would you do this? Um. So yeah, Trey Song said, take some of them bands and accept the Feature City Challenge. Meme responded and said, I donated like two mil this year. Where are you at, LOL? <sighs> He went on and said, 200K to Philadelphia schools, my phantom for less fortunate, 400K. What? And help raised 50 mil for reform. Trey Songs, don't try me like that. Um. So he donated his phantom? All right, I'm like, or- wait, your phantom for less fortunate, 400K. What? What does that mean? Did he sell his phantom and give the money away? I feel like this is... 
Illuminate language. Yeah. Like when they like <laughs> beat each other. This is like because I just know you didn't donate your phantom to the less fortunate. That just don't even make sense. So did you sell the phantom and then use the money? I don't care. Whatever. Um, Trey Song said, "What you feel attacked? I know what you're doing for your community. That's why I challenge you. I'm at everybody to do their part and more. You included. I'm gonna try whoever. But what I'm about what I'm on right now. Feel how you feel. Amen. Now again, this is a screenshot that." that Tremaine put on his, his Instagram. So the caption of the screenshot is, So Meek Mill apparently felt a way about me challenging him to the Feature City Challenge. He felt the need to tell me what he's already done, hopefully not realizing I tapped on him because of how much I know he's already doing for his community. That's great you donated, fam. That's great you helping prison reform. That's great you gave your fan up. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for clearing it up, Trey. I still don't understand. So I'm simply trying to bring us together to further help our communities. You offended? LOL, you got it. Mm. Chapter five. Meek Mill says. <laughs> female says, nah, I did it. Don't try to put me on the spot with that sideways shit. That's not even no money like four racks, ellipses. Other artists telling artists to donate is dumb. Just handle your business. Don't try to put me on the spot. This behavior kind of new artist don't speaking on my money. Oh my God. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Is there nobody in Philly who could just do a quick little grammarly check? Like nothing? There's just nothing that can be done? Okay, so Real Friends Sister app is called Red Pen. And red the red pen oh, app yes. is when you can download screenshots of <laughs> comments from people, specifically celebrities, but anyone. And you can use a red pen to correct their mistakes, grammar, spelling, anything, and then just directly DM it back to them so that they can learn for the future. That's what we're also working on in my app development brain. Okay. Because this... Halfway through, I, I I don't know what we're talking about. Don't try to put me on the spot. This behavior kind of new artists don't speaking on my money. Could have kept this in the comments, bro. I just ain't feeling your comment. No big deal. Trey Song said, I hit your phone. Both numbers. I got both numbers I got and I sent a DM. It's a challenge, nigga. Same way I challenged Mustard, Fab, Trouble, and they all accepted. We ain't even supposed to be at no kind of odds about giving back. Shit goofy. I'd also like to um, yes. just clarify that Sposta is spelled S-P-O-S-T-A in Trey Song's comment. Just in case it. you ever <laughs> wanted to just say Sposta, but you weren't sure how we're spelling it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you again, Trey. So it seems as though they ended sort of kind of realizing that this was an unnecessary miscommunication, uh, an unnecessarily public miscommunication. Um, Wait a minute. Miguel said on Twitter, me and Trey is bros. That little emoji threw me off, though. Oh, my God. It's the little scratching or chin it's emoji the little, he's talking to. Yeah, it's the little thinking emoji, but I just don't ever want to hear men call women sensitive ever again in my whole life. This nigga went on a whole fucking tirade <laughs> talking crazy to this man behind an emoji. An emoji. I don't... But 
It wasn't this even, has been... It's not even a disrespectful emoji. It's just like, hmm, wonder if you'll accept the feature city challenge. Like, it's not... It was no reason to do all this. But this is how nigga sensitivity has worked since God said, look, you can eat whatever you want except that apple. Just don't even go oh, So I cannot believe this. Really. Shocking to me. Trey Songz retweeted it and said, bruh, emojis ain't shit. However, I do apologize if you felt slighted. Can we do this for <laughs> challenge in Philly, man? It'll be huge. I'm all for the empowerment and uplifting of one another in our communities. I'm man enough to acknowledge that the emoji could have stirred things the wrong you way. You are fucking Even though that wasn't me. the intent. <laughs> what? It was so powerful feeding my city. I just wanted to bring some of the guys along. Oh my God. You are fucking lying. <laughs> This is why ladies sometimes just slam the dinner plate down on the kitchen, <laughs> kitchen table and don't even say nothing. Because this like, is the dumbest shit I have read all day. I cannot believe that's how that ended. Both of y'all are, you know, seemingly oh, no. working really hard oh, to give no. back, to be involved. And that is commendable. And like personally, for me, I think it's great to get on social media and like post actions like this, mostly if it is in an effort to spread awareness of something or of a hashtag or of an organization. When celebrities link up with, you know, groups in certain cities and stuff that are working real hard and you post that, hey, I'm out in the park right now doing et cetera with such and such for kids in America or whatever, then that's great. But there are also loads of people who are active and who donate and stuff and don't say anything to anybody. So I don't really see much need to be like, nah, girl, but you didn't you didn't <laughs> donate over here, though, girl. You know what I mean? Or make really any kind of assumption about what any of the fuck body is doing. But this to me was just like, how y'all went from being like, do my challenge. And then Trey Song's talking about, per my last Instagram comment, do my challenge. <laughs> and then this nigga is talking about some, I donated two million this year and gave my fandom away. And I mean, oh, okay. Like, I just feel like if you were that, if you felt that strongly about it, like, oh, I do this and this and I'm steady giving back to the community and all that, then I probably just would have ignored his little challenge tag or whatever. Like, I just can't see myself being this pressed over somebody being like, hey, let's as rich niggas come together and do something for everybody else. Like, I just can't see me getting pressed over that. See, but he ignored his ass the first time. And then Trey jumped in his comments and was like, per my last post... But like so when are you coming to feed the city girl and you know <laughs> that was going to be the first comment that anybody who scrolled past yeah, saw because it's a celebrity who said it or whatever but again I agree I could have easily just been like I, and then if you're fed the city texting yesterday, bro. each other <laughs> right <laughs> if you're texting each other and have one of those contacts I would have absolutely hit this nigga up and been like if you don't get the fuck out of my goddamn comments right. with this hashtag delete like, that shit nigga foe I delete it for you <laughs> I don't want to. But again, like we're talking about doing something for people who have nothing. So like, (laughs) come on, man. Well, folks, that's it for hot tops this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, What did we learn from this group? We learned that (sighs) Corona award shows can be more fun than we'd expect. Yeah. 
that Britney Spears loves India Ari, <laughs> has or had a fine-ass boyfriend, and dances for the hell of it. <laughs> we also learned that Clifford is officially a school teacher. Nope. He's practically Dorothy's Bornick. And, you know, sometimes we just need an app that helps us make corrections to our sometimes, Instagram papers. Sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of Dorothy's Bornack, did you see where Hulu took down that episode of the Golden Girls because they were wearing mud We'll get mat- to that. Oh, okay. Amen. All right. Well, mm-hmm. then let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay so now we're back and it's time for your listener letters yes it is send your questions to ask the gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show this week's listener letters are again brought to you by royal oils from head and shoulders and we have a quick question first from robert for you friend and it says have you played the last of us part two yet and if so, are you Team Ellie or Team Abby? I have completed The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, you've it completed it. Wow. It took me approximately 26 hours and 22 minutes. Damn. Um, I'm... I love both characters. It's crazy because The Last of Us is like... It's one of these games that is very 
like Naughty Dog, the the company that makes it. Naughty Dog. Yeah, they also made like Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter, Uncharted, and The Last of Us. Um, wow. And they're very like tapped into making these very cinematic experiences in their video games and stuff now. And this is, again, I mentioned it uh, on a read maybe two weeks ago or so, because this was a video game how I said like some fans were mad about some story beats. Like, you know, how some stuff plays out. And so they decided to just be completely transphobic, ridiculous, unnecessary assholes. Oh, right. Um, and some of them are still behaving that way. But anyway, as far as the question goes, without spoiling anything, I can't say that I'm team Ellie or Abby. I actually really like both characters. And I think that it's meant to make us think more than who's good or bad. I think both of the characters kind of had legitimate... Um, motives and stuff and um i think that for the most part they did a good job in kind of setting the bounds or the stage for like why both characters are out for uh revenge or whatever Mm -hmm. so i like both characters i understand why so many people were pissed i just wish that they would have expressed their pissedivities in more productive ways rather than just being SJWs ruin everything. Oh my god! I've right. never had sex in my life. <laughs> so. I remember you talking about that too, and being like, "Okay, nerds, like if y'all say so, crazy." But nerds are the worst sometimes. <laughs> the worst because it's and like again, I don't even feel like it's a completely flawless story. I understand how some of it could have been like, mm, not a fan of this, but being like, Ugh, they're just trying to appease. The the liberal liberals <laughs> in the gaming like, like shut the fuck up and play the fucking game or don't play the fucking game like get, shut the fuck up yes. anyways I hope that answers your question fantastic game I'm about to play it all over again okie doke um well this next one comes from Anna who says I need to know if I'm wrong for continuing to fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, yeah, I told her that I didn't want to be together anymore. I've been staying out of town since COVID hit. And I told her this in person back in May. We have more problems than I care to try to fix. More importantly, I have never been in a space in my life where I was the only person who had access to my body. I needed to claim all of it. You know, I don't really know what that means. I guess she's always lived with parents or with a partner. So, yeah. Yeah. So she said, I needed to claim all of me for myself and I couldn't do that and be married and a stepmom. Oh, go off. Your wife has kids. Oof. Okay. I told her that outright. I apologized once to her, but to say I was sorry again to anyone would be a lie. Blessed is she who comes back for her body and all parts of herself. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> we are grown and we act like it. So this isn't the mess. We speak respectfully to one another and haven't had a fight or tense conversation since I told her I was going to head out. She called me for a booty call a few weeks ago. I was drinking at a friend's and told her I was too drunk to drive, so I couldn't make that happen. She said she would come to me and we could do it in the car. I paused as a lack of sex was an issue in the marriage and the thought of busting a nut was also tempting. But I'm still on. I was going to head out. (laughs) All right, I'm head out. Right. Like, this is all last marriage, my nigga, but. Wow. Okay. But I said, now. (laughs) No, I turned down. Oh my God, I'm not even going to say that out loud. Okay, anyway. I was in town 
And when the opportunity for sex came up again, this time I answered. We had- I want to know what it said. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> Is it going to get us canceled? No. It says I turned down the Pussy Eats delivery service. See? This was your fault. Yeah. That's your fault. fault. Thank you. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was. No, I told you. Well, all right. We had what I can only refer to as all of my favorite things sex, meaning we did all of my favorite things. We broke the bed, but we weren't finished yet, so we moved to the side that was less broken. It was what I needed, except for some of her words. She made comments like... literally broke the bed. Yeah, literally (laughs) fucked up the frame, so... She made comments like, this is still mine, and you know I'm still all yours. After sex, I was in no way feeling any differently. When I had busted each nut I came to give, I popped up, got dressed, offered to fix the bed, and asked her if she wanted me to wait for her to eat because my food was on the table and I was hungry. Okay. When she came downstairs to join me in eating, she made a comment about our sex, and I said, well, there's a last time for everything. And she said, it doesn't have to be because we both have needs. I know I don't want to be with her, but I cannot stress enough that we had all of my favorite things, sex, and I would enjoy doing it again. I feel like she may be in a different pool of feelings than mine, but she insists that it is just sex for her, too. So, again, the question is, am I wrong to keep fucking her? Thanks, Anna. Anna is on a journey, okay? Because she is writing like some on some eat, pray, love shit. Right. It Blessed got very agape woman. love right. at the beginning. And I was like... Blessed be the woman who comes back for all parts of her. That's some poetry shit. I said, excuse me? Yeah, okay, girl. Well... Jam. Yeah. Um. Yeah, your mind, according <laughs> to this letter, is all the way made up. And does sound like it's got too many sensitivities within. So... I definitely would um, put a cease on the the sexual relations with this particular individual because, you know, it's very easy to say what you think you need to say in order to keep things going the way that you oh, want yeah. them to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, like, even the few things that you have wrote in this email make it clear to me that your wife still has, you know, significant feelings for you, would continue a relationship likely if the option was available to her. And there's just a very strong possibility that you continuing to mess around is just going to make things further complicated and messy and dramatic. And that's not going to be enough fun for anybody, especially because I'm telling you, niggas. If we're ever allowed to, like, for real, for real, go back out and have a good time, mm-hmm. just leave them. <laughs> just right say there fuck in the it, club. <laughs> it's a solid rap. Just say it has been so great. Thank you for spending this these quarantine times together with me. I have just enjoyed, you know, all of our time together. Goodbye. So, I mean, that's separate though. Yeah. Um, I definitely think you need to leave this chick alone because. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what what did Britney Griner do? All right. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Britney Griner is a sensitive topic of conversation for me. I can't. Oh yeah. I won't handle that. But um yeah, I agree. Like, girl, I get that having the best sex and doing all of your favorite things after going so long without sex 
is like having you consider this as an option, but no, ma'am. Like if you actually want this to be or to remain an amicable breakup, y'all cannot continue to fuck around. Somebody is going to get their feelings hurt. And it might yeah. even be you, girl, while you over here talking all big and bad. It really might. You never know. But I just Very think true. I just think y'all have got to put a pause on that shit and just like why why drag it out? And if you, you know, going out and drinking at friends and all this, then you clearly not all that concerned with social distancing or whatever. You fucking this woman who you haven't actually been around since the quarantine started. So I'm sure you can find somebody else. Niggas are starting to date again, so you might as well open up whatever apps the girls are on or, you know, check your Instagram DMs and find your next boo. But I just think right. if, if you really want this to be, I mean, and I'm also a little confused as to how you didn't want to be a stepmother, but like you knew she had kids. So like, why did you marry her? Mm. But, you know, I'm not even going, <laughs> I'm going to just leave that alone. But yeah, you grow to hate the children right, right, and then be mad at them for existing like that was their fault. But right yeah if you actually want this to remain a clean breakup then let that be the last time you can always have all the good things you love sex with somebody else your your wife is not the only person who can fuck you exactly i'm like unless you have some sort of alien kink that you feel like you're never gonna find someone else to satisfy it yeah i don't this might be some lesbian shit because this is a conversation i have had so yeah but still like i doubt that whatever you're doing in the bedroom you can't find somebody else who's gonna be like willing to do the things you like whatever those things are you know maybe what again depending on whatever that is it might be easier or harder to find someone mm-hmm. who you're sexually compatible with but it's going to be better for you to have a little dry spell before you find that person <laughs> than to you know have sexual gratification for however long until both of y'all are ready to yank out each other's fucking eyeballs because yeah. you know you know signals were mixed and feelings were hurt and all this bullshit that is not necessary yeah uh go ahead and cut this off now before things get dramatic and y'all are making shitty posts about each other on instagram or whatever just let this go before it can get even worse you will find some new pussy i promise okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it is some more out there she was not the last one All right. This next question comes from Angie, who says, I'm a 27 year old woman and I am in a happy, committed relationship with a man who adores me. He supports me emotionally and comes to all my events and puts my needs and wants above his own. He is really too good to be true. All right, girl, those were your words. Mm. Recently, he has made some questionable decisions that have caused me to reconsider whether he is the one for me. He saw a listing. He saw a listing for a 2007 Acura truck on Facebook for $1,600 and asked me if I thought he should get it. I said no, but at the end of the day, we're not Full married. Stop. That's the end of the letter. <laughs> if that was the if if it just said what should I do, I would have died. No, no, that's not it. I can't stand you. <laughs> I initially said no, but at the end of the day, we're not yet married and he's a grown man who can make his own decisions. After they tagged on hundreds of dollars in fees that they claimed were for shipping and insurance, he sent $2,600 to these people through an eBay card. It turned out to be a scam and he was devastated. Oh my goodness. I mean, I saw that come in, but okay. (laughs) 
He's also been having dysfunction in his family that has caused him to distance himself from them. And on top of that, he isn't the most intelligent individual. When he, well, he was trying to buy a car on eBay. I mean, it was actually on Facebook, but then he paid them through eBay or with an eBay oh, card, right. which is even... Well, anyway, when he speaks, he oftentimes misuses big words and thinks he sounds smart when actually he is embarrassing me. Okay, now you're being rude. <laughs> Ultimately, he has a good heart and that's what draws me to him. I have been there through everything he's gone through, but sometimes it feels like too much. I feel trapped and I wonder if I am settling and if I can do better. I do have my own issues. I suffer from bipolar depression and I usually am the one who needs encouragement. I feel that both of us being depressed will lead to an unfruitful relationship. A part of me mm. wants to take a break so that I can explore relationships with other people to see if he's really the one. And I do want to have sex with somebody else before I tie the knot. Just being real. I am scared that if I tell him I want a break, he will have a mental breakdown and never want to talk to me again. Should I stick it out with him since he's such a good person or should I take a break from him and explore my options? Thanks, Angie. So, mm, Angie, 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 Angie. I think Angie needs to be as honest with Angie's self as possible here. Um, I think that um, it's really like <laughs> it's really up to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like you can stick things out with this person because you love him so much, and like the little nitpicky things that you're talking about, or the way that he pronounces words or whatever, is like because like nobody has anybody that they're with or in a relationship with or with for a significant amount of time who just does nothing that just irritates them or makes their right. upper lip curl up or just makes them you know just sort of like annoyed or look at them their partner like they're dumb like everybody kind of has a moment where they look at the person that they're with and kind of like huh but um I think it's really up to you to decide whether or not you feel like you staying with this person is going to make you feel resentment and stuff like that versus you being single and, and going out and experimenting for yourself and and seeing how you feel about other things. You know what I mean? Some people could just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go all in with this with this person and, and commit to that. And that's fine. Whether <laughs> it works out or it doesn't. But like, depending on, I think, how old you are and how you really feel about all of it. It's okay to be like, look, I'm going to just separate myself from the situation and just go after the things I feel like I need for myself at this point in my life. And hope that you will be okay on the other mm-hmm. side of that stuff. It's not your responsibility to make to to make sure that this nigga is okay with every step that you take in your life. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that Angie is gonna have to have some real hard conversations with herself. And I can identify with a lot of this because I too have been in a position where there was nothing necessarily wrong with the relationship. Like the person didn't do me wrong in any way, like niggas love to do, but mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like this was it. You know, I just didn't feel like you were the one, or I just feel like uh, this, like there's, if you are feeling these doubts or whatever, then there's a reason you're feeling them. And just because exactly. he is a good guy and he totally adores you and puts your needs above his which is actually not a good thing that doesn't mean that you 
are meant to be with him. Like you, sh- you don't have to just exactly settle down with this man because he's a good man. Like you deserve to be with somebody yes. that you want to be with, somebody you get excited yes. about, and somebody who gets excited about you. And he deserves yeah. that too. He deserves a girl yeah. who is not making fun of him behind his back for his fucked up words. You know, he needs right. he deserves somebody who's gonna fuck up them words right along next to him. So, right, I think it's for the best for both of you that you break up. Although breakups usually don't feel that way when you're going through them or just deciding to initiate them they actually suck but you know i think it is it is what you clearly need to do for yourself and mm-hmm. i mean you can you can break up with somebody gently and you can do it kindly but there is no way to to break up with somebody without and guaranteeing that you're not going to hurt their exactly. feelings. So you got to get yeah. away from that whole, Oh, I'm scared of how he'll react. I'm scared of how he'll feel. That's on him. Breakups are a normal part of life. And he is just going to have to adjust to it. Like everybody else does. We've all been yeah. through this shit. It fucking sucks, but that's not on you. Like Kid Fury said, it's not your job to make sure that he can handle all the decisions you make for your life. Yeah. He's going to have to do that. That's his responsibility. And I think that you bring up an excellent point, which is that it's totally okay to break up with good people. Yep. They just might not be good for you. Yeah. And that's 110% valid. It's actually worse to just string somebody that you consider good along because you don't know how to, or you feel like whatever else. Scared somebody better won't come along. Yep. All that. Right. Like it just, it's not worth that shit at all because it's not like. You know, whatever the issues are, are going to somehow magically disappear because you don't want them to be there. So, yeah, yeah, like it doesn't have to just be someone that's completely trash or somebody that broke your heart or did you wrong that you broke up with. You know, sometimes it's best to just be like, you're great. You're awesome. But I need blank or I need to do something for me. And that's fine. And how they react to it isn't necessarily your responsibility to cater to or whatever. She's like Crystal said, you know, you can be kind in how you deliver it. I would hope you would be, especially if they ain't doing shit to you. Right. Like, if you're as kind as possible in how you uh, come across to them and they you know, blow up or go into some sort of a crashing depression that sucks, but it's like not worth not doing it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like, and, and it's hard, especially if you've never done it before, but you know, you can just say you are actually a great person and I'm not breaking up with you because I feel like, you know, you aren't doing something for me or whatever. This just isn't where I need to be. I need to focus on myself and work on myself or blah, blah, blah. What Like you can literally say it however you want to say it. You don't have to be like, yeah, fuck you, nigga. Delete my number. Like <laughs> you can, yeah. you can say it however you want to, if you want to, you know, be gentle, but you don't delay a breakup because you're scared of how he'll react because then you're betraying yourself and what you need for somebody else and the fact that he is doing that for you which you said leads me to believe that both of y'all need this breakup so and not for nothing it sucks when you're on the other side and you can feel breakup on the horizon but the person's not saying anything yeah you can when you feel that like distance happening and like they may feel like checked out but you can't get it out of them and you feel like we're like one side 
is in it or try like that shit sucks i would rather you just come up to me and be like i can't do this like i i gotta break up yeah and i'm not even 100 percent sure why right now i would rather yes. it just be some shit like that and i can just deal with it than me feeling like you're pulling back or you're distant or something is different and i have no understanding as to why yes so one of the roughest breakups i ever went through was when my girlfriend was just like yeah i am getting depressed and I can feel that I'm about to enter a really dark place and I don't want to mistreat you or have you feeling some type of way about how I'm acting so I'm gonna just go which was really her depression pushing me away but still it was like you know that was the reason we broke up and it's nothing you can do but handle that and ultimately as much as it sucked to go through a breakup I would much rather her have done that then for her to string me along, like you said, and just let the relationship get worse and worse and let me keep trying and figuring out what's wrong, knowing the whole time that this is not where you need to be. Yes. So, like, just set him free <coughs> and set yourself free. And good luck to you. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from Marcella, who says... My twin brother, who is also my OG best friend, has been coming to me with his frustrations about white people. Typically, when another black person comes to meet a vent, I am open to lending ear and support. The problem is that my brother has been what I would consider a coon. He and I have been in several heated discussions about black equity and existing while black where he has called me an angry militant black woman, which, by the way, yes, the fuck I am and with justification. He has white. (laughs) I mean, she's calling herself an angry militant black woman, which. But her brother would call her that? Yeah, I don't, niggas, I don't know. But yeah, he has white friends that I can't understand for the life of me why they are his friends because they make comments and jokes that aren't funny to anybody black. (coughs) My brother even pulled a Kanye and voted for Trump. Sidebar, Kanye did not vote for Trump. He said if he would have voted, then he would have voted for Trump, but he didn't vote at all, so... But just so you know, her brother is part of that 5% of niggas that voted for Trump. So Mm. we are from a very diverse Midwestern town where we grew up with people from different races, heritage and cultures. Our differences came when he remained in the Midwest to go to a small college. And I chose to go to a very large one on the East Coast. I think we developed our varying worldviews at that point. And I say all this to let you know that I am not tripping because most of his friends are white. I am tripping because this fool has gotten it in his head that he is on the same playing field as them. (laughs) Unfortunately, the world sees him and them very differently. Yes. Mm -hmm. Recently, my brother is finding that some of his friends are really not his friends. And I dare say he is realizing that he is the token nigga amongst his group. With white people getting extra bold with expressing their real feelings, he has found out that a couple of his friends are low-key racist, and now he is dealing with walking away from people that he genuinely cares about. I do feel like the situation with his friends has sort of lifted an Oreo-inspired veil from his eyes. (laughs) Over the past couple of weeks, he has started to reach out to vent his frustrations and get moral support from me. I am pretty protective of my brother, so I want to support him, but my petty side is screaming, oh, so now you remember that your black ass is black? It's getting to a point where I'm fighting myself from being short with him. I don't totally know if I should give him the tough talk or if I should just be quiet and allow him to whine about these brad ass fuckers. But I feel like if I tell him how I really feel, he will fully shut down on me regarding anything else going on in his life. But it's pissing me off to sit back and listen when in the past he's called me angry and a hotep and other things. Please (laughs) a hotep coming from a coon. I wish the fuck you. I'd rather be a hotep than a coon. (laughs) 
I mean, but anyway, please help me y'all. Despite this being a fissure in our relationship, he is my twin and my best friend. So I only want the best for him. Sincerely, Marcella. I would be disgusted. See, I don't have no niggas like this in my life. I don't know that I do either. Not a sin. I don't have not one nigga in my life that is that has acted like they don't know they black. I'm also very good at never speaking to somebody again. So I think it's good. <laughs> twin or no twin. It's, it's also like possible that I've like, you know, completely scrubbed people from my mind that I was just like, oh, that's what you're on? Okay, cool. Bye. Um Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what you are supposed to do. I know there's like complication when complications when it comes to family and like this feeling of like certain of a certain obligation to get through to our relatives, especially immediate family members and like get them to do better or think better or whatever. But like, nigga, if your twin is a fucking adult or old enough to know and do better on his motherfucking own, it's like, what are you exactly supposed to do? I don't know that we have that much time um, to spend re-educating mm-hmm. Negroes who are like <laughs> determined to just completely dodge all the points and and uh, attach themselves to fuckery. Like, I just don't know that we have the time or the energy for that shit, so... I mean, I don't know. I know that it's complicated when it's like your relative, when it's your loved ones. But think about like all the fucking white people who just don't do any fucking thing when it comes to their relatives and their fucking loved ones doing insane fucking stupid racist shit and the like impact that it has on the lives of the rest of us. So, yeah. IDK, you know? I don't know. I, I would definitely cuss the yeah. fuck out of my twin, but mm. right. I think like you're feeling all this, but I didn't see anywhere in the letter where you said that you confronted him about it. And I think a lot of your frustration would be alleviated if you were just like, it's mighty funny you coming to me now when I was all kinds of hope tetrises and you know, you was just saying all sorts of rude and disrespectful shit about me, you know, six months ago. Like, oh, so now all of a sudden, like now you give a shit. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you actually saying something to him about it. And if he gets defensive and shuts down and doesn't want to talk to you anymore about his life because of that, then I mean, your brother is a big ass fucking baby and he needs to grow up. Like he can take responsibility for the things he said to you. He can take responsibility for being shitty and being rude to you that's there's nothing wrong with holding him accountable for that so i would start there with actually saying something to him yeah no i mean i definitely agree that there should be something said period in terms of like all of that stuff that's happened um i just don't think that you need to feel any sort of like obligation to yes. be like, here, let me lead you down right. the path of all of the ways that you had not only me fucked up, but yourself. <laughs> like, I don't think, you know what I mean? And it's just like, there, I'm noticing that there are so many like niggas as of late that have been so gleefully 
ignorant towards the black experience that now all of a sudden are being like oh but girl in the color of my skin and i know why the cage bird sings no because it's like girl okay and and i'd like to think that a lot of that stuff is um genuine and and will lead to something effective and real or whatever. But for me, it would be just like Crystal said, like, first of all, let's go over all of the ways that you had me fucked up. Yep. Let's do that. Let's discuss all of that shit. And then like, maybe, maybe I email you a couple of links. You should click on <laughs> like, maybe, but like, girl, I don't want to hear none of that full shit. You had it all figured out and all, you know, understood. Yeah. Before. Oh, you just Let's knew. Yeah. <laughs> see what the white way can get you, honey. Because I don't have nothing for you over here. Yeah. Give your but I'm petty. I mean, no, you're right. Like, she definitely is not obligated to do anything. But you might find that you're less irritated with him once you get a genuine apology. Like, I actually don't see why he hasn't come to you already and been like... Ooh, so now that I realize I'm black, uh, my bad for the crazy things I said to you. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But you don't, you're not obligated to hold nobody's hand, not even your twins. But I do understand mm-hmm. the desire for him to be, for um, your desire for him to like be less of a shithead. But, you yeah. know, if you talk about it and he just shuts down, then, you know, let him grow the fuck up. He needs it. So. One would hope that he would at least be ready to shut the fuck up and sit down for once and listen. Yeah. Tell him to run to one of his brad ass friends and see how they feel when he talks to them about that shit. Does he not know any other black people? Are you the only one? That's that's a bad sign. So Yeah, that's that's a fucking awful sign. Oh, but But yeah. yeah. Good luck dealing with that. Do you want to do another one or you want to wrap it up there? Um I think my read's kind of short. It's up to you. Um. Okay. Let's do one more. Yeah. Oof. Lord. Oof. Okay. Mm. Should we do a letter from a bisexual girl or a letter from somebody about their mother and whether their mother is a fuck boy <laughs> or you know a fuck girl, whatever. Uh, I think I want to hear about this person's mama. Okay. So this question comes from um, Zariah, who says, I know you don't read the nice. Oh, I'm skipping that. My mother let me down really badly this year. She's had a very long history of treating my brother and I differently. And it became clear to me in high school. But now as a 28 year old living alone, it is still pronounced. My brother is two years older than me, but I am expected to be the responsible one and to help my family out and be the emotional support daughter. Over the years, my brother has been expected to do nothing and has received all kinds of things like a basement apartment while he was in high school, his own car at 16 that I was not allowed to use even when I got my license, financial bailouts from student loans that he didn't have to get because my mother paid for his college, etc., etc. I love my brother, but he was never told no, and it shows. As the emotional support daughter, my mother and I were still very close despite all the disparity, and she was very supportive when it was just the two of us. I just learned to avoid situations where mine and my brother's needs would conflict because she would always switch up and treat me worse around him. This all came to a head this year when I planned on fulfilling my dreams to start a black beekeeping company. I live in the city and my mom does not. So she agreed to let me use her yard to start my first hive. 
We planned for this together for months, and the day I was supposed to move the hive in, she called me and said that my brother had just called and was thinking of moving back home and didn't want any bees there, so now I needed to find somewhere else to put them. Wow. I stopped talking to her because in addition to having having spent months planning, taking university courses, and wasting my savings to get this up and running, her history of abandoning me at my brother's whim was too much and I can't trust her. He also changed his mind like two weeks later and didn't even move in, of course. Wow. My mother was one of my best friends and one of the few people I felt comfortable talking to about my anxiety and family history, even though she's Caribbean and largely doesn't do mental health. Okay. It's been a few months and she reached out to me. So I felt guilty and obligated to talk to her since she was making an effort. When I met with her, she gaslit me the whole time and said she doesn't pick favorites. She talked about my upbringing and the bee failure like it was something that just happened to me and not something that she actively participated in. She refuses to be accountable for her actions, but insists she wants a relationship with me and says she misses me. I miss her, too. But the way she treats me around my brother is damaging and I feel anxious about our relationship. What should I do? I feel really depressed and alone, but I also want to honor my needs or standards for a relationship. Thanks, Zariah. So first thing I think that you should probably do is look into finding someone to speak to in terms of therapy. Um, This is a complicated situation. It's rooted very deep into your existence Mm -hmm. and its ties to your mother and your old brother. So it's probably something that's going to have roots way back to like times before you even remembered, times you wouldn't think about, all kinds of shit. So I think that just like the nature of the situation calls for you to probably just try to talk to somebody and elaborate and have someone help you pick your brain over like, um, you know, the, the relationship that you have and your perspective of, of the relationship that you have with your mom and brother. But also I think that it's just completely fair and okay to be like, I love you too. And mm. I love my brother, but I also need to do what's, best for me and what is healthiest for me um i don't know how affected you personally are about all the other shit that's going on in the world but like right now is not the time for bullshit for me personally so if you're anywhere near that wavelength i just feel like you should understand and what i'm trying to tell you to convey <laughs> to these people like i'm just i don't feel if and again, I'm maybe being a little assuming here, but I'm thinking like saying like if you don't feel safe and your feelings don't feel safe, mm-hmm. your mentality, your trust or ability to trust, none of that stuff feels safe in the hands of your mom, especially when it comes to your brother. If there's no accountability there, if yes. there's no like acknowledgement for anything that you're talking about, then it just leaves the wound open. And then you walking back into a situation with them out of, again, familial obligation, it's just going to open up the possibility for you to be hurt some way again. And then you're going to be further frustrated because you've let it go before and you've put it down, you know, time and time again and all that other stuff. So like, if you're going to stand up for yourself, you got to really stand up for 
yourself. You can't, you know, be wavering because it's like, oh, well, it seems like they don't give a fuck, but they're my family. Like, no. <laughs> right. Fuck That's, that. It, it just doesn't work that way. You got to do what's best for you. You don't do what's like best for everybody at the cost of your health and sanity. That just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Because so. you see, they not tiptoeing around or denying themselves to make you feel better nobody's doing that for you so why are you doing that for them i think if you uh brought up a really great point in that you know once it gets to a point where they can't even acknowledge your mother can't even acknowledge that she did something wrong that's when you're setting yourself up to get your heart broken over and over again and this has been going on all your life like you're 28 years old so this is not going to be something that's easy for you to just stop doing it's not going to be I mean, naturally, you miss your mother. It's not going to be easy to be like, yeah, girl, we can't talk. But if you've tried to have this conversation with her and she basically made you feel like your feelings were a lie, then there's just nothing you can do with that woman at that point. Like, (laughs) there's nothing you can do when you're saying, hey, you hurt me in these ways. And the person being like, that didn't happen to you. Like, okay, well, then, girl, where are we supposed to go from there? So, unfortunately, I can relate as... I mean, at least you're not the oldest. I'll say that like you might be the oldest daughter, but I am the oldest and the only girl. And the standards <laughs> were night and day, especially between my um, my youngest brother, the way who, the one who is way younger than me. And like there have been plenty of times where my mother would call me about something stupid my brother's done and how he's stressing her out this way or that way. And I was just like, at first I would just listen and be like, damn, mama, that sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually one day I was like, "Uh, you know what, girl, I can't help you with this. You know why? Because if I had done even a tenth of this bullshit, I would have been all kinds of names. I would have been like, disowned or not spoken to it would have been like I'm bringing a shame upon you and and your parenting skills but like now all of a sudden you got all this grace and you want me to be the empathetic ear like no ma'am sorry that's not happening so you have to be able to say something to your mother and have that respected it sounds to me like your feelings the way you are the your experience is not being honored by her in any way and you just I just don't think it's remotely healthy to force yourself to be in relationship with somebody who's going to keep showing you that your feelings don't really matter to them regardless if that person is your mother or not like you deserve better than that if this was a relationship you was in I would tell you the exact same thing just because it's your mama don't mean you have to take it and I know that's hard for us that's hard for us across the diaspora black people do not really fuck with that whole you know cutting my parents off thing but it doesn't have to be a forever situation it doesn't have to be like ugh fuck you mom like I'm never speaking to you again and and that's that like you might do that or you might say you know what call me when you can be real with yourself about what I went through or call me when you can just listen to what I have to say instead of telling me that I'm wrong for it or that whatever happened to me was just blah 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 these are just things that happened and they didn't have nothing to do with my mother who was magically in every last one of these scenarios like call me when you pass that but Until then, I don't deserve to be hurt. You're hurt. Your feelings are fucking hurt. And they've been hurt over and over again all your life. You deserve to have somebody pay attention to that. Right. (sighs) Okay. Well, 
I think that is going to wrap it up for this week. Again, the listener letters were brought to you by Royal Oils from Head and Shoulders. The line makes it super easy to keep your hair and scalp moisturized and healthy. Find out why I love it so much. You can pick up all the products in the collection at Walmart stores and walmart.com. Again, really do love that Royal Oils. And if you have a question, send it to asktherita.gmail.com. Okay, let's take a break. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. All right. So we're back. It's time now for the read. Yes, it is. Do you want me to go first? or? <clears throat> I think I can. Okay. I don't have much. Yeah, I'm passing mine, so it's up to you. Two quick things. One. Um, so there's been a lot of reports lately of these quirky little adjustments that white people are making to try and appease uh, black folks Mm -hmm. who have been standing up in the face of racism as of late. Um, They are recasting the voice actors for numerous black uh, characters on shows like Family Guy, The Simpsons, The Cleveland Show, Mm. Big Mouth, um crazy to me that all these white people were playing black people in the first place but they're uh axing episodes of shows um that may have featured racially insensitive moments such as the episode of golden girls titled mixed blessing where Michael's Bornack comes home with his black wife and his black or black fiance and her family. <laughs> and the black family walks into the house at one point wherein Blanche and Rose have mud masks on their face. And it's like, woohoo, awkward. They've got brown mud on their faces. <laughs> yeah. And Rose makes a quirky comment like, oh, this is just mud on our faces. We're not black. Um, 
Jimmy Kimmel and the other Jimmy have apologized for doing blackface. They're gutting out the Splash Mountain rides at Disney and changing them from their uh, rare rabbit, rare bear essence <laughs> into some sort of a princess and the frog themed ride. Yeah, even 30 Rock is pulling their blackface episodes. I would just love to know. This is cute. Cute. You know, addressing some things. When are we going to arrest the police that murdered Breonna Taylor? Well, there it is. Y'all doing all of this shit that we done motherfucking talked about and brought up for 30, 40, 50, 80 odd goddamn years. Except for the one motherfucking thing that we've been talking about for however many months at this point. Just arrest these murdering ass police. That's what we're talking about today. You talking about some motherfucking, oh, well, did you know that we're changing Splash Mountain? Bitch, first of all, let's just pull over on the Splash Mountain tip real quick. Mm. First of all, are you dead serious about this ride? Like, we're supposed to give a fuck that you're making it into a princess in the frog ride instead of what it currently is? A, niggas don't give a fuck about princess in the frog. Yes, it's great that our black children have an actual black African-American-ass Disney princess Mm -hmm. that they can get doll babies and shit of out of the Disney store. That's cute. Princess and the Frog, she was a fucking frog for 85% of the goddamn movie. <laughs> it's never been a film that has been lifted up by the black community as some sort of a crowning achievement in Negro animation. Sure, it'll probably look nice because it's a Disney version of a New Orleans Bayou. But girl, nobody talked to you about this. Furthermore, I'm sure that numerous niggas have gone through Disney and their Imagineers department and said, hey girls, maybe we should change this motherfucking ride because, you know, soup's racist. Also, pretty sure that nobody who has been on Splash Mountain has even seen Songs of the South in like 40 fucking years. Mm. Like, has anybody even heard of that goddamn movie since the 1960s? Probably not. So why why even keep it? But you want to now change it into some other motherfucking shit that we ain't even... Arrest the police that killed Breonna Taylor. Do some actual motherfucking work. We're talking about black lives and how they matter just as much as any other one. And how you can't just walk in into any, walk into anybody's own goddamn house when they're in their bed and murder their motherfucking ass. Let's address that. You talking to us about some motherfucking bullshit that don't make no motherfucking difference. That Golden Girls joke is one of the most self-aware fucking jokes that one could tell about blackface. Blackface being offensive is why the joke was funny. <laughs> so it's actually an insult to anybody with an intelligence. To be like, oh, in light of what's going on, we're going to take this motherfucking bullshit down. How about you address the fact that the motherfuckers that killed Elijah McClain are on are on like desk duty rather than in motherfucking jail? How about that? Because like what you're trying to hit us with don't make no motherfucking sense. Police out here choking and, and, and shooting and killing, beating the fuck out of innocent motherfucking black people. But you want to talk to us about fucking shows from the 1980s. Keep it. Are you dead ass? We've been talking about Breonna Taylor's killers for 
ever Man. at this point. And they're just somewhere hanging out. But don't worry, because the Dixie Chicks are just call the chicks now. Or like, what? Right. Bitch, if y'all hit me with one more of these motherfucking headlines addressing some old-ass civil rights movement, Martin Luther King-era-ass bullshit that we have been talking about for ages, rather than what the fuck we talking about right now, I know something. Like, I'm going to lose it. Mm. I'm going to lose it. Y'all were like, you niggas have talked about why you we've watched y'all cast white people to voice black characters forever. Forever. This isn't something that has been going on in 2010s, 2000s, 90s. Like this is something that has gone on forever. You get some doofy black character and you get some doofy white person to voice their motherfucking ass. And then you act like you don't hear nobody when niggas say, hey, you could have easily given that that uh role to a black person. Mm-hmm. Not to mention like you say, oh well, we're going to to recast these characters uh, with with actual black actors now. Like you don't still need black people in the positions of power to actually direct and produce and do all of the other fucking things to animate and shit, so that you're not making offensive shit. Like you're trying to just put little tiny band aids over these gaping shotgun wounds, and you're looking at us like all better now, right? The fuck no, it's sure no. not. It's sure not, bitch. It's sure not. <laughs> Not at all. You're actually wasting time, energy, resources, and you're insulting our intelligence on top of that. So great that you feel like finally addressing all of this shit that niggas been talking about since like my great great grands were out here walking around kicking up dust. But that's not what the fuck we're talking about right now. Everywhere that you motherfucking go and turn your motherfucking eyes, you see people talking about the injustice behind these slain black people and how white people ain't doing shit about it. But you want to talk to me about the racism from the 80s and 90s and today. Girl. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Jump. Just jump. Like, I feel like all this surface stuff, pulling these old TV shows and, you know, de Blasio putting a Black Lives Matter street in every borough or whatever. This is just shit y'all are doing, hoping that we will sit down and shut the fuck up, hoping that we will let it go and it will all be swept under the rug again like it usually is. These are tiny little placeholders for actual change, actual justice that we actually need and deserve in this fucking country. So, like, y'all pulling a 33 year old episode of golden girls that that doesn't make me feel like america is doing better it doesn't it just doesn't we have real problems <laughs> like are you fucking kidding me there was yanking off gone with the wind and shit from streaming services like we didn't already know what the fuck like girl girl leave us alone about the racist media from your granddaddy's era we're talking about a woman who just got killed we're talking about a young man that was just murdered we're talking about trans lives that were just fucking taken you talking to me about some motherfucking media from three four five decades ago about a fucking ride that's older than like everybody i know (laughs) like are you fucking dead ass serious yes it's cute that maybe the splash mountain will be less motherfucking racist it's nice that black characters will actually be voiced by black people it's nice that you want to address insensitive things whether it's in a show that just came out last week or a show that came out a couple of years ago that's fine but it's also like wide open ass obvious and apparent that what you're trying to do is like dangle a little like 
carrot in front of a rabbit or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just trying to, like, dangle any, like, piece of black bait in front of us as if we're somehow going to ignore the fuck, like, what we've been talking about right now. Right. Like, what is the most important? Because, girl, I can't tell you the last time that I've been on motherfucking Splash Mountain. I don't give a fuck what's inside that motherfucking ride. And like I said, most people who get on there don't even know, don't even know anything about how motherfucking offensive that shit is or why. That's nice. Get to the real fucking work. Okay, because if you keep killing us, ain't nobody gonna get on that ride in the first place. If you keep killing us, can't nobody stream your bullshit in the first Mm. motherfucking place. That stuff's irrelevant. Approach the real issues. Stand up to these white folk in front of your white face that refuse to let their racism go because they don't know how to be a human being without other human beings to stand on. Like, get to the actual action. That needs to take place. Yes. Not just what fucking show we should take off of of Hulu or Amazon Prime. You're wasting my time. Mm. Woo. Amen. Is that it? That's You're it. done? Oh, and also, okay. MC Light, Queen Bay. are you really black-ass motherfucking no, serious? In 2020, in the year of our Lord, are you dead-ass serious, Queen Bay, MC Light, did they make you say that? Are you dead-ass serious, Queen <laughs> Bay? as long as that woman has been Beyonce? How dare you? <laughs> Between that and them mixing up which Willie Brown was dead on the BT, award just a wonder i watched oh my god they did do that (laughs) during the in memoriam speaking of that broke my heart to see jazz's uh name and photo up there like in the middle of that i was just like holy i was glad she was included yeah i mean i was glad she was included but it's just like a reminder that yeah yeah somebody so talented is gone and but anyway yes i didn't even hear that i didn't even i had to watch the beyonce part to i've I don't know. Maybe I went to sleep, but I had to watch the Beyonce part online. I didn't even hear that live. So what the fuck? She was like, and coming up, our one and only queen or our reigning queen bay oh, or something no, like man. that. Fuck out of here. And I was like, I know that your black ass did not <laughs> just say that. <laughs> this is some very white shit. Sis. On black entertainment television, what is going on? Uh, so Beyonce deserves an apology, but now I'm done. Huh. Okay. Well, I just have two quick things and then I'll be out. Um, first of all, Brianna Taylor is not a joke. She's not a meme. She's not a cute little funny trending topic. She's not a TikTok template. All these things that you guys seem to think are cute and fun are not appropriate for talking about her death. And I understand that um, maybe y'all feel like anything to get it to trend or anything to get it shared or liked or reposted or retweeted. And, you know, if it gets more people to care, then, you know, how you get there doesn't really matter but I personally feel like it absolutely does I don't want to see Brianna Taylor's name stamped in very tiny font on nobody else's ass I don't want to see it in no more memes about shit I just don't yes I don't maybe you haven't come across any of this but more and more lately over the past week or so I have seen these memes of people like just basically making I mean, so the thing is, they're not necessarily making a joke out of her death, but they are talking about her death as if it is a joke. Like you are this you're memeing this you're turning this woman 
and the pain that her family is going through. Like, this just isn't this isn't that like it doesn't have to be done that way. Please respect Brianna Taylor. Y'all didn't meme the fuck out of nobody else who was murdered by the police or anybody else. So please just leave that shit alone. If you can't talk about her without making it a joke or trying to trick people into giving a shit, then find another way um, to do it. But like, I'm over it and I hate it. Yeah. I have seen, I think at most like some of those things where it's like a troll thread where they say something like, you know, yeah. oh my God. all of the ways yep. Beyonce's a terrible singer, a mm-hmm. thread, and then it's actually links to like Ariana exposed. Yeah, stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I saw those and those didn't really bother me, but it's graduated now into memes. And that's when I'm like, okay, I'm putting my fucking foot down. This isn't a joke. This is real life. So please take it seriously. We don't even know the name of the officer who killed Tony McDade. We don't even know the name of that person. Like, this isn't. Nothing about what's happening is a joke or funny. But anyway, now I'm talking about uh, something else that was related to my next read. So we just talked about the BET Awards and how, you know, overall it was a fun show and they really did a great job with making the best out of coronavirus. And that's true. And I think if anybody else is going to do an award show probably over the next couple of years, then BET set the bar pretty damn high. But Every time BET does something, the trans women that I follow make sure to make a note of their erasure in whatever the event is. And it's kind of yeah. like they are expected to just be happy nah. with whatever they were given or to right. Like, oh my God, pose. Like if you just say the the word or whatever, then they're just supposed to be like, Oh my God, thank you, BET, so much, blah blah blah. So a trans woman named Amara Jones, um, I guess she shot this commercial with McDonald's and it was supposed to air during the BET Awards. And it's just a 15 second. It's very short. And she's like, you know, what it basically sums up to is while we're talking about black lives, black trans people have a message. Stop fucking killing us like we matter to or whatever. And I guess that was too damn scandalous for BET because Miss Jones tweeted BET pulled my ad at the last minute last night from the BET Awards. It's hard to conclude anything other than the platform is transphobic, as Angelica Ross and B. Scott unfailingly point out. Cite black women. Intentional invisibility is why our thoughts aren't heard. This now (laughs) it's bad enough that I mean, I didn't watch the whole show. It's bad enough that y'all already act like mentioning trans people is, you know, just a fad like it's just paprika you could just toss a little bit of that shit in there and you know it that's enough or that's plenty but for <laughs> for mcdonald's to have done this ad and then for bt according to amara jones to have been like yeah no fuck that is kind of blowing my mind because mcdonald's has put out all kinds of terrible marketing that has aired on bt all of my life girl you got a 10 piece don't be stingy I know y'all remember that time when McDonald's was turning every fucking jingle, every fucking commercial into an R&B song. Every time I see a McDonald's ad today, especially the ones for the current goings on, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Right. Like, (laughs) Like, McDonald's McDonald's has done 
so many different ads that I would think a black centered network would be like, mm, maybe you could do a little bit less of the stereotypes or like a little bit less of the blatant bullshit. But the minute that a trans woman has something valid to say, which is stop fucking killing us. Y'all decide that that's not worthy of being aired on your platform during the BET Awards. Why is that? I would truly love to know. I hope somebody at BET responds to these claims. I hope we find out why the decision was made. But it wouldn't shock me if y'all are just fucking transphobic and was like, well, this is just going to divide the community and we need better than that. And now it's not the time, blah, blah, blah. It's always the fucking time. Like I said before, if y'all not reaching back and grabbing the people who are more marginalized than you, then whatever you doing is bullshit. And it simply will not last. It will not stand. You have to care about black trans people. You do. Or the liberation is never going to get here. I don't know how much simpler to make it for you niggas. Black trans people are people and they deserve the same love, respect, safety that the rest of us are fighting for, that the rest of us are asking for. Stop acting like they don't matter. When we see news stories two or three times a week of some other black trans girl murdered by some nigga or whatever, like, why is that not something that we can talk about? Why can't we say, hey, stop killing us in a fucking advertisement and have and have that air on a black network or a network that shows black programming, I should say? Why can't that be something that's celebrated? BT, I would love to know. Please send me an email. Please, you know, release something, an iOS press release, a tweet, whatever, something on Instagram, whatever you feel the need to do. I would love to know why Amara Jones's ad was pulled from your network. I would love to hear the explanation for this. Please make it make sense because right now it doesn't. How much more blatant can you make it? Like it's all y'all already do the bare fucking minimum when you do anything to talk about trans people. How long did it take BT to even acknowledge how incredible Pose was and everything that it had done and like how it's just like smashing barriers and groundbreaking. And all. how long did it take y'all to even acknowledge that black ass cast? And now this. If transphobia is going to keep you from caring about us, then you just don't you can't really be for black lives. Because you are flat out saying these black lives don't mean shit to me. These black lives need to sit in the fucking back and take the scraps that they can get while the rest of us fight for our equality. Or even better, y'all tell those same marginalized people that they should be showing up and they should be marching. And it's all of us. And black lives matter automatically means all of us. Y'all sound like the fucking colonizers. Y'all sound like the all lives matter niggas. If it automatically included all of us, we wouldn't have to say something. Hello, stop fucking killing us. Stop fucking killing trans women. Stop fucking killing trans men. Reach back and help the people who need it the fucking most or get the fuck gone somewhere. And that's it. Yep. It's straight like that. There's no explanation for it. I would, I really want BET to address these claims. If they say, no, nah, that's not true. We never booked the ad. If they say, well, you know, we oversold and we bought it. Like, just say something. Please let me know how this happened. Please let me know how we got here. Because this woman's ad was completely inoffensive. It's 15 seconds. It's, hey, black trans women have a message. Don't fucking murder us. How? What? <sighs> BET, yeah. I'm going to give BET their props when they get it right. But when you get it wrong, you're just going to have to do better. You're ignoring a whole segment of the community that needs the fucking outreach the most. 
They need the help the most. They need the visibility the most. They need niggas to stop killing them. That should be shared on your platform if you claim to care about black people. And that's it. <sighs> All right. Well, that's this week's episode of the read yes that wraps up this week's episode check us out on social media at this is the read our website is this is the read.com um i can't think of any news because every day is the same but friend do you have anything before we get out of here yes this week for me and my little uh things that made me smile i call it a happy meal it's three things that I found joyous. Okay, I this love this. Week. <laughs> One, swimming's coming to Animal Crossing next month. That's right. You'll be able to go deep sea diving in the ocean in Animal Crossing. Finally. So that's pretty great. Also, my best friend's niece uh, got a birthday cake for her third birthday where she was a little superhero on the cake and it was one of the cutest things I've ever seen because apparently <laughs> Lily loves superheroes so I'm already team her because I fucking love them too <laughs> last but not least yesterday I was playing with Link and she farted and I heard it <laughs> and I thought it was funny <laughs> not she farted because usually your dog farts and it's silent but deadly but that time oh no i was playing around and i heard a little poop and i realized that she farted and it's like the first time i've actually heard a dog fart and it was hilarious did she give you so a look maybe. like oh my god did you hear that or did she just go on yeah <laughs> she did yeah <laughs> well she always does that when she farts and i react to it because usually she'll just be laying there and i'll smell it and i'll be like lick my god bitch what the fuck is rock because you know dog like yeah animals when they it's pass so gas, it's like fresh death yeah and then she'll just look at me like well, i don't know what she expected was i supposed to hold it in like well excuse me bitch she be farting all the time <laughs> so but that one time the fact that i heard it was just i laughed out loud for a ridiculous amount of time Huh. Well, I love this three things that brought you joy thing. I hope we get more of that. And I'm not promising anything. But yeah, there's that. I mean, and, and I extend that to the rest of you niggas. Please find your joy wherever you can get it. Take your breaks, get your rest. Um, and, you know, let's keep moving. The fight continues. I just realized we didn't introduce ourselves as anybody this week. So on that note, I'm Monet Exchange. Oh, OK. And I am Angela Bassett. And that was the read. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.